Hey everybody, this is Joseph Hasek and welcome to the Fired Up Network. Welcome to the flagship show of the Fired Up Network, Fired Up Live, and welcome to NBA Jump Ball with Sports Fluent himself, Anthony Kay, and Captain Canada, Drew Ebanks. And Drew, every week from now on, did you ever interview Anthony Kay yet? On Point Basketball, yes. Hog your merchandise on, on international TV and everything like that. Did you, uh, Anthony, sit back here. I'm doing uh, the Greek a, a good favor here. Did you ever interview Anthony K yet? Yeah, I interview him every week, it seems, right here on Fired Up. No, no, no. Um, you know what would listen, be good listen, for listen, you? Listen. Important news, important news for Drew. I'm a double XL. I like that on am <laughs> shirt. Oh, important, my God. Double XL. You're a big boy. You're a center. There's no way, first of all, there's no way you're a double XL, Anthony. All right. Yeah. There's no way you're a double X. Looking guy. I don't know. He's a must be a big sad, sad guy. Are you? Sad, six three two sixty guys. Wow. Okay. Six three two sixty. Yes. I got a filter on my camera that makes you look. <laughs> I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make a call to Chicago. The Bears need inside linebacker. All right. So <laughs> here we go. I look at. I look at Drew's office. And what I see, what what are these boxes my house, here, bro? It's my house. It's your I'm, house. All right. What I'm are these boxes up. here? Home Depot, they're getting a free plug there. I'm cleaning up. What are these boxes here? What what what's in those boxes? It's actually shoes. There's like oh uh, oh shoes that's shoes. Three, that's three boxes. Know? That's three boxes right there. And I I was telling you guys off air. I gave away. I donated to Rexdale um, Hub uh, a few months ago where my cousin works. About four boxes of shoes. So. Actually, uh, I have four. He just said any, any he size thirteens back there. Pardon me? Any size thirteens back there? <laughs> twelve. I'm a twelve man. That's it. <laughs> You're out of luck. He donates shoes. Have you ever donated to the president of the provinces of Canada? No. Have you donated? What's your What's your team called, Anthony? The GTA Mavericks doing a shoe drive That's coming up soon. More details next week. All right. A shoe, they're doing a shoe drive, Drew. They're doing a shoot. How apropos is this? This goes like a, a glove here. Drewy Banks on Nationwide International TV. Are you going to donate some shoes to Anthony's basketball team? As I said, we'll see what I can find. Like those, 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 those boxes right there have some gems. Those boxes right there have some gems. I can't give them all away. That's for sure. How do you wash shoes, Drew? Are you going to give them like like there is, or are you going to wash them? Wash them. They're like they're hardly even probably, probably like jays in there that don't even have a crease in them. <laughs> no, I'm not that anal, man. I'm not that anal. They they've got uh, some. Some of them have some wear. There might be a few in there. We we did a lot of work with uh, Under Armour for a few years as well. So we have some Currys, a uh, couple that I kept over. And then, yeah, my Nikes, man. I'm a Nike guy and my Jordans and 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 KDs and Kyries. Yeah, got to keep some of those. All right. You, sure. you mentioned KD. KD coming Woo! off the first game. Uh, those first role game. player shoes. Yeah, let's go. For the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> first game for the Phoenix Suns. 23 points. Anthony, how do you think he looked in his first game? He looked great. He he's he's been impressing me, like obviously with the exception of the injury all season. Uh, I came into this season thinking it was going to be his, you know, that start to every time that superstar starts to have that decline, and he came out to start the season looking better than he ever has. The injury obviously derailed that. He came into the Suns team, and the be- here's the great thing about KD, and I don't think people give him enough credit for this. He's the type of player that can fit into any system. 
a seven foot guy that can shoot from anywhere on the court, just you can plug him in into any system. So he looked like he fit right into that Suns team. Looked a little bit dicey there for a little bit. They're still trying to feel each other out. Hit some big shots in the fourth. Yeah, he looked he looked good. And the Suns, you know, if he stays healthy, that's the big if. They're going to be a team to watch out for in the West. All right, uh, Drew, are they the best Agreed. team in the West? I mean, unbelievable interchangeability, adaptability. Has there any? Has there ever been a player that can go into any team? I mean, you'd, you'd have to say LeBron. I think obviously could go anywhere and fit in. But as far as a scorer, uh, being able to just you know work off whatever's there, work off of Chris Paul, work off of Devin Booker and get his 25-30 seamlessly, almost like he's just in his sleep, um, shooting over. I was watching a breakdown of some of his shots, his elbow shots coming off the picks, and it's like the defender is right there, but when you're reaching up over top of the defender and you're shooting from about 9, 10 feet in the air, um, there's nothing you can do. We're witnessing one of the greatest scorers, one of the greatest players um, the, the history of the sport has ever seen a seven foot player who can essentially play point guard, who can play defense, does it all. And that's what I'm most impressed about KD years. You know, when he first came in, obviously a sharpshooter, 30, 35, a game score on you. But when he started to take pride on that defensive end, especially with golden state and they became formidable because of his uh, prowess, being able to be a two way player, that's when I thought this kid is just this man is just one of the best talents ever. Now he's had some issues social media wise, and he can be a bit sensitive. Um, but when you look at it purely from a basketball point of view, this guy just wants to hoop, and it's beautiful, beautiful to see Kevin Durant on the floor. All right, let's go from Kevin Durant. You mentioned him earlier on. LeBron James, he was in a walking boot. They're, they're, they're saying it could be multiple weeks and all that. Uh, Drew, you'll start us off. You you had uh, your, a history of injuries. A no, history not of really. Injuries. Not really. I had one injury. Tore my yeah, Achilles. but what was it? Tell Anthony what, what, what was it. It was my Achilles. Yeah, that was a first real mate. Well, I had an MCL sprain a few years ago, and that was due to playing football. He and tore his Achilles wide. Why? Because he's getting old. 62 well, years old. He's old. Well, the, 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 67 last week. You're going, you're going yeah, backwards. He, he, he shaved <laughs> his head a little bit, so he looks five years younger. So, like, look. Oh, my gosh. No, you know what? Um, obviously, I think with Achilles, and I, we, we were just talking about KD, um, you know, and that happened to him right here in Toronto. So we're definitely feel familiar with it. They say as you get older, obviously your part, you know, your body breaks down. But as far as Achilles, it becomes less elastic the older you get. So you, you know, you'd get that spring in it before, uh, but it's less elastic now. Yeah, the the forecast for LeBron not uh, looking very good. How many weeks are they saying again? Multiple foot injury. I, I believe they said there's no timetable. He's out yeah. indefinitely. Out indefinitely. That is that is not good. And the great the, the terrible thing about it is the Lakers, you know, they're they're playing better. They're playing a lot better. And bringing over Russell and bringing over those guys that they did, um, you know, this team was kind of looking scary, guys. There was a lot of talk about, no, you know, when they throw that in, no one wants to see the Lakers in the playoffs. Well, let's get them to the playoffs first. Um, you know, this could be good as far as seeing what they have without LeBron. This could be really bad if this injury 
uh, carries over and affects his play if and when they make the playoffs. So I'm a bit worried for, for him. Obviously, he's getting up in age. Those injuries that happen at this stage in your career past 35 take a lot longer to heal. I can attest to that. Anthony, you like the Lakers. What do you say? I'm going to start with LeBron. I'm going to move to the Lakers, and then I'm going to talk about the West really quickly. So one with LeBron. For those that aren't big fans of LeBron, man, does he give them a lot of ammunition. (laughs) Man, does he. So let me get this straight. The last two seasons were about winning because that's all you care about was what you said. But it's the first two seasons, I believe, in your career that you have led the league in field goal attempts. I'm sure that had nothing to do with chasing Kareem's record. (laughs) Then you break Kareem's record and, oh, you're out for a couple of games. Come back for a minute and you heard something pop, but then you finished the game. And now you're gone for who knows how long. Like For those that want to make a case, man, does he make it easy. For the rest of us that are being realistic, it's Taking really my unfortunate. Taking <laughs> yeah. my talents. That was an easy one. <laughs> that was an easy one, too. Taking my talents to South Beach. So for the rest of us, though, it's it's really unfortunate because the Lakers were in a position where they finally put together a roster that made a lot more sense, right? What have we been saying the last few years? This roster's horrible. They finally made a couple of smart trades and put a team together. The biggest question mark always and forever will be AD. And LeBron, can they be healthy? Last night, they actually looked really good uh, beating who they beat, Um, uh, OKC, Um, with neither what, without AD or LeBron. But they looked good. Mm -hmm. And they are scary if those two guys are healthy. Like before this season, I think the two, two, when they played together, won 70% of their games. They're really a formidable pair. Here's, Here's the other thing, to Drew's point about, they were looking good, but the West, what's going on? As bad as this, how much have we talked about how bad the Lakers are? They're four games out of fourth. They're four games, out, and they're in eleventh place. Four games out of fourth. The West is in is is in shambles. Anyone can literally win this West. So can he get healthy? Can AD get healthy? If they can, I wouldn't want to face them in the playoffs. They can. They could be the fourth seed just as easily as they could be miss the play in. That's just crazy. So yeah, and as you said, the injuries are the issue. Uh, if you have AD and him in there and with all the shooting they have and all the guys with experience that they have with the Lakers, they can be a very scary team uh, down the stretch. But let's see how far they can get. And obviously, let's see how long this injury takes because the further it goes into March, uh, it's not going to be good for the Lakers uh, playoff hopes. That's for sure. Not, nine, 19 games left. There's still a lot of time. To Anthony's point, uh, the West. So I'm going to ask you this. Who, I'll ask Anthony first, who's your favorite to come out of the West? It's, I know who you're going to say. The Sacramento Kings are going to make the NBA Finals. That's not ridiculous. That's not ridiculous to say that. (laughs) (laughs) It's really not that ridiculous. They're they're the one team that's been consistent, but right now, I I was, okay. The old school guy in me says, you know, you, you know your favorite line from your favorite wrestler, right? Yep. To be the man. To be the man. You got to beat the man. Well, Golden State is still the defending champs. If they're healthy, you know, they're sitting. What are they? They're the fourth, fifth seed. They're the fifth seed. Fifth they're seed. not. They're the fifth seed. It's not 
Ridiculous. They've sneakily come up, eh? They've sneakily yeah, we haven't, we haven't talked about them, but they've just been, you know, doing their Golden State thing. And in the playoffs, we didn't think they were going to win last year, did we? Did anybody pick them? I did. Get out of here. <laughs> I don't <laughs> so, remember that. That's a lie. I did. So, so, so really, you know, if I'm picking a team, I'm not going to pick them, but I would say if that's the easy one to say, hey, Golden State are, are the Western Conference champs, the NBA champs, until someone knocks them off. But when you look at the talent of the Phoenix Suns, when you have KD, Booker, Paul, Ayton, just your starting lineup looks like an all-star game. How do you bet against them? I don't have faith in Denver. I don't know what the heck's going on with Memphis and John Morant, you know, waving guns at 17-year-old kids in the mall, right? Like, I have no idea what's going on there. <laughs> do, you, do you trust the Kings? Never. Do you trust the Clippers? Hell no. You know, San Diego paper clips. What are they? They're never going to go to the final. Um, so who do you got? What, who else is in the, in the play in Dallas? No defense. Minnesota, Utah, New Orleans. Like, there's no. So yeah, I'll 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 give flip a coin between Phoenix and Golden State, and I'll take the Suns because they just got more talent. Drew, well, um, you make some great points. I mean, as I said last week, to me, it's Golden State. Golden State, you gotta beat Golden State. They're in the playoffs. It's not like they're fighting for playing. You know, they're not in the playoff picture. Uh, and as we said, they kind of sneaked up there into the position they are right now. And they're just getting by right now. They're just waiting, you know, hopefully that Curry comes back. But until somebody could dethrone them, they're the favorites to come out of the West. Denver, you can't rely on them 100%. We hope Jamal Murray, our guy, can really, you know, overcome the knee injury. And he's had some soreness. Uh, I actually just was talking to Pops uh, he was at one of our events, our NJC on the weekend. Uh, uh, Roger uh, Murray, good friend of mine, and and his and his wife were there watching their younger son uh, play, and just said, "Yeah, he's you know he's hoping that Jamal is going to be good, uh, and that yeah you know he's just trying to do his best, obviously." And you know, for we talked a little bit about getting it done, and uh, you know, I think we both feel like this is the year for Denver. Like they have to really do, especially. If uh, Jokic wins the third MVP in a row, I mean, my goodness, you got to get out of the West. You cannot lose. But then guess what happens? The Suns go and bring KD over to the Western Conference. And then Golden State continues to hang in there despite not having Steph Curry. So right now, Denver, right now, they're, they're feeling like snake bitten that, you know, the team they thought Golden State was done. And then they did not think anything really uh, about the Suns, especially after the way they got uh, unceremoniously booted out by Dallas last year. Um, so I think, yeah, it, it, it's intense. It's going to be great to see who really can come out of that Western Conference. Uh, and I think it's it's Golden State's really, they're the ones who people have to come after and be thrown for that to happen. And, and as you said about John Morant, why is John Morant trying to be a thug? Why is John Morant with a, an apparently good background? Uh, and, and, and why do you want to revert to that? I mean, it reminds me a little bit of what's going on with Gilbert Arenas. And man, we saw what happened with Gilbert Arenas. Guns, you can never be a good thing, guys. I think you wanted to add something. I, I, I was good. I blame rap music. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, rap music is the scourge of the earth. <laughs> it's gotten into John Morant's head. But no, seriously, the one I was going to say, there is a silver lining for Denver. There is a silver lining for Denver. Now, a lot of things can happen in the last 20 games, but if the playoffs were to start today, the good news is Phoenix plays Golden State. 
So for Denver, why that's good news is you don't have to play both of them. You only have to defeat one of them. So in the first round, again, if if it forget the plane for a second, the top eight teams, they're fortunate enough to play Minnesota, not Dallas in the first round. So that's good. In the second round, yes, it's going to be Phoenix or Golden State. But if they can get by them, again, according to standings, if all the favorites win, they got Memphis or or, or the Kings. So yeah. So there is a silver lining for Denver is that the path really only has one team you're going to be worried about with all due respect to um, to Minnesota and to the Kings or, or, or Memphis. Really, the, the, it's that second round matchup against Phoenix or Golden State that you're like, if we can get through this, we we can go to the NBA Finals. So there's a silver lining for Denver. So hopefully they, hopefully they get us. Finals are yeah, bust for them. Finals because I think so, you're right. I think Jokic does win his third MVP. And can you imagine not making a final as a three-time MVP? That that is my next question. We'll get to the East in, in just a second here. Right now, Anthony, you'll start Jokic with the MVP, yes or no? Uh, for me or for the media? Because I believe the media. media who cares about the media? The, uh, the only media that cares is Sports Fluent and Fired Up Network. Nobody then, cares about I'm, I'm, basketball either. So, like, look. I'm, I'm, give, I'm giving my MVP vote to Joel Embiid. Really? Yeah. he's He's All been right, in the last two years, and he's I think he's playing even better this year. Drew, what do you say? I would love to have jo- Joel win it. I think that balance in the in the league to you know what I mean, like three in a row. That's a real, that's a really big statement there. There's a lot of great players that did not win three in a row, and you also have to factor in defensive big men are pretty much non-existent. So who is Jokic really playing on a consistent basis? I'm not taking nothing away from his skills and his passing. Uh, but he's not really facing guys that are known big men that can play D on a big man. He's playing a lot of times power forwards that are playing the five position. Um, you know, so for me, and, and if I, I may, would, undersized yeah, at that, undersized. undersized. That's that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's you're playing power forwards against Joker. It's not fair. And I think when you look at the dominance of Joel Embiid, and yeah, maybe they're not in first in the East, but they're pretty close to it. I don't see anybody really being able to stop Joel Embiid. So for me, I would agree with Anthony. I think this is the year where if you give it to Joker, you're saying something really serious about the game of basketball. You're saying, essentially, this guy is one of the probably five greatest centers or three greatest centers ever, and possibly one of the 10 or 15 greatest players in the history of the game by giving him three in a row. So I don't know. Three in a row. Last one to do it was Bird in the 80s, in the mid-80s. And then what was before that? Wilt. Wilt, Wilt? yeah. Yeah. There's three or four guys that have done it. You're putting them in in that class when... That's that's, the stratosphere, man. That's tough. And listen, and I like Embiid because, again, he's not only doing it on the offensive end, but he's doing it on the defensive end too, to a level higher than Jokic. So... All right, let's get to the let, let's get to the East. We'll talk about the Raptors in a, a few seconds here. In the East, out of coming right now, we talk about Phoenix and Golden State in the West. Probably those two with maybe Denver, but in the East, you probably could get me five teams. Take away Boston because Boston is right now the best team with Milwaukee. They're neck and neck. Is is it Boston Milwaukee in the East? Uh, Drew, I'll start with you. Well, I mean, if we're you know, we just talked about Joel Embiid. If he has anything to say about it, no. 
that will not be the case. I mean, if they have the right combination of postseason play, James Harden actually shows up. Yes, they're able and they're very capable of making it to the Eastern Conference Championships. But I think Drew, again, you're forgetting one important thing. He's missing it out, Anthony. Fred Van Fleet had a baby. Fred Van Fleet had a baby. <laughs> Fred Van Fleet Congrats, has guaranteed Toronto an NBA championship by having not one baby, not two babies, not three babies. Hell, next year, I'm I'm going on a limb. Next year, Fred Van Fleet will not, will not have a baby. No, this is the chance for the Raptors this year, Drew. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but yeah, getting back to the Philly um, they can do it. I think they just need that performance from Harden. And but but you're obviously your favorites are the Bucks and Celtics. I mean, no one's really. I mean, the team has won 16 games in a row, Milwaukee, and really they're almost an afterthought. Is that because they've been so good, so consistent, or is that because there isn't a respect level uh, level uh, for Giannis? I mean, he has to be in the conversation now with this type of win streak, especially if they push it over 20. He could supplant Joker uh, as far as MVP. But I think, it, you know, ultimately it, it should come down to Milwaukee, Boston in, in that Eastern final. But, you know, be careful because if Philly gets it right, they get those ingredients stirring in the pot, they could be right there battling to get to the NBA final. And Philly is going to go, but they're going to lose because the, sem- uh, the Phillies went to the World Series. The Eagles <laughs> went to... <laughs> the Super Bowl, Philly went into the MLS Cup and lost. So I guarantee you it's going to be Philadelphia coming out of the NBA East and probably play uh, Phoenix or Golden State, and uh, Philly will lose. All right? Sorry, Joel Embiid. You'll be crying. Go ahead, uh, Anthony. Sadly, uh, we're not going to have that narrative of all the Philly teams making it to the finals and losing in their respective sports because – just like I mentioned in the West where Denver has that silver lining where they don't have to play Phoenix and Golden State, as it sits today, Philadelphia would have to play Boston and Milwaukee to make it to the NBA final. And I don't see a team being able to beat both of them in back-to-back series and making it to the NBA finals. So I still think in the East, unless they drop, like unless they find a way to, because Cleveland's only a game, but Cleveland's... no, three two and a half. Three actually, games. Three games, games, three games. Three it's, games. It's, it's, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. So unless they drop to the fourth seed, this this looks like in the East, it's going to be, again, assuming everybody's healthy, Milwaukee, Boston, or bust. Like that's, it's Bucks, Boston, I think, um, representing the East in the NBA final this year. As much as I, like I said, I would like to see someone different. Um, a 16-game win streak, it, did, it, did it come too early? Are they peaking too soon? That's the only concern I have with the Bucs. Like if they run off, like you said, 20, 25 games, and then they get into that, you know, lull right before the playoffs start, be careful there. But um, Milwaukee looks like a team. Chris Middleton's still not 100%. But wow. they're still working Giannis their way. Giannis is not 100% either. Giannis is not 100%. Yeah, so again, that's if that's healthy, that team is so scary. I just, I have a feeling Boston makes it back again. Uh, based on what they learned last year, that's just a gut. I, I'd like to see Giannis, even, the even with Giannis just destroying the NBA. Oh my goodness! Yeah, he's 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 clearly the best player in the NBA. That doesn't always equate to being the MVP. That's why right. I didn't bring him up because he's clear. I, I he's one of those where he won two, and they're like, oh, we can't give him a third one too soon. Uh, because what are we? Saying? I mean, a sixteen-game win streak. 
when no one's talking about you and it could push it further along and he's playing with some injuries and still doing that. I mean, he's got to be right. He's up not taking it. those nights off, right? He's not like, oh, I got a boot. I got a contusion. You got to love that, <laughs> to love that game right? Management. Game management. You, you have to love that. I mean, his demeanor. I mean, maybe it's because he's late playing basketball. Maybe he's not caught up in the whole, uh, you know, U.S. system of, you know, AAU and all that. He didn't grow up in all that. But he has a freshness to him about the game and how he talks. And you saw him at All-Star Weekend absolutely having a ball uh, doing his things. He even said something about Mark Davis. I don't know if you guys caught that. Um, he, he, in the, I think it was the celebrity game, he didn't realize that RJ had the mic on and he made a, a disparaging comment a little bit about referee Mark Davis. And and RJ said, well, I, I, my mic, mic, mic up, yeah. to be honest, I was this. He's just innocent. He's just it's just a joy to see the love of the game uh, in that guy. And uh, you know, I I I saw him last night in the highlights. He's hitting threes. He's catching loops with a with a you know hurt wrist. I mean, kudos, man. We he's another one. We're just witnessing. It, it's hard to. Yeah. It's really hard to appreciate when you got a million things going on. But if you were able to just concentrate on certain guys you'd be like KD and and Giannis and and you'd just be like wow what like this talent is just it's the NBA is it's crazy right now I, I learned I got a question for you Drew but first one on that point I was at the University of Kentucky back when uh coach Rick Pitino was there mm-hmm. and I was sitting up in the stands with him we were, I was there at a basketball camp and he said what player on the court and it was a bunch of NBA players and and uk alum so i'm talking like rex chapman jamal mashburn like those guys were playing and he says which guy do you want to you know do you feel you could play the most like and i was and and i and i said tony delk probably because he was the coach of my team and i said tony delk he goes okay block out everybody else just watch him for five minutes watch all the things that he does when he doesn't have the ball when he's on defense when the you know the ball's on the other side of the court and that's when you'll really appreciate a player so to your point if we can isolate Giannis, kd one of those guys just for five minutes and watch them you'll see steph curry's a great one to do this with by the way because i did it with him and you see all those little things they do that you'll never see on a box score you'll never see on a highlight package but man it makes a huge difference don't they have that? Fun. They have that ISO cam in the NFL, right? They need to have that. In the spotlight. NFL. Kobe, right. remember Kobe used to do that uh, uh, segment, the spotlight for ESPN, yes. and he would like shine the light on the person yes. and show them. I miss that. I miss that. <laughs> but you also said something about the freshness in Giannis. You cover a lot of youth basketball. I coach youth basketball. Are our kids playing too much basketball? Yes, hundred percent. And I actually spoke. Back to, right? Oh, hundred oh, percent. I spoke to. Uh, a coach just before coming on air um, about our championships. And he was basically saying, Drew, you know, we got the kids going to have to play. if We make it to the final. And they're one of the top teams, six games over three days. Um, and, you know, it, it's tough because we have a lot of teams. And he made a great point. Maybe we make it that not all the teams that want to be in that championship weekend are eligible. But I've said this for years, guys. There's too many games for youth. Because they're going, when you think of high school, some of these high schools are playing between 50 and 70 games. Then you talk about that many in college. Then, right. Then you go to practice. Then you go, like, uh, you know, some of them might be playing a little AU during the season. Uh, Some are actually doubling up on playing prep and high school. 
And yeah. then you go right in after your March playoffs, guys, you go right into AAU for another 30 to 50 games in the summer. So you're talking players in the youth, early teens, mid-teens could be playing upwards of 100, 140 yeah, to 140 games a year. And that's why you see a lot of the bodies breaking down. You go back and you look at even a Derrick Rose and he and you look at even a Jamal Murray playing a lot of games and you look at the wear and tear and all of a sudden you make that move and your knee goes, you know what I mean? So yeah, I agree a hundred percent. We're a factor guys. We're at fault because we have three prep circuits as well for the juniors. We have one and for the senior seniors, we have two, but what I'll say to you guys is this for me and our circuits, we only have teams playing three games over two days, over uh, three days usually, but they play one game one one day, two games the other, and that's it. There are that's other it. circuits that are playing four for the weekend. I don't believe in that. I believe in kids um, playing a maximum of three over a weekend and also being able to get rest. And we also leave a lot of leeway, uh, sorry, lead time to each game, uh, approximately half an hour to 20 minutes warm up for these elite athletes. Okay, so, okay. I'm going to put the 24 seconds on clock. We got two yes. minutes, Go three minutes left. We got to talk about the Raptors. It's a right? great question, though. It's a phenomenal question. It's, it's it's a great question. question. You, you, I'm going to need to talk. On and on and on. It's like watching the president of the United States talk. He talks about you're, nothing. All right. You're welcome, so you're welcome Joe, for all that great content. Yeah, oh, right. amazing. Thank you for the okay, question. I'm not welcome. It's the fans. Of the fired up network, fans. they just learned. The fans just learned. The kids All are right, playing too much. I gotta go to the Raptors. Where you, okay. By the time you're gonna put wrap up, please. Yeah, okay, you're talking about the Raptors. Talk about the Raptors. By the way, I mentioned we mentioned last week Brooklyn will fall out. They're losing faster than Drew Ebanks losing here. Okay, so uh, it looks like if if the Raptors hey. go on a win, hey, what? If the Raptors could go on a win streak, by the way, they're playing Washington now, back to back against Washington. These are critical games for Raptors. They're thirty-one and thirty-two. They got to go five hundred. What do you think? Can I tell you a little story about Washington? I know we're gonna shut up. Go ahead. Why am I talking? Go. So, so your boy Mo, right? Mo Pete. I saw him a couple weeks ago. Had a chance to talk to him for a few minutes, and he was signing autographs. And uh, a gentleman and, a, and his girlfriend, I believe, or wife came and And one of the questions, you know, at, there weren't a lot of people there. He said to Mo, what was your greatest moment in basketball? And guess what Mo said? Meeting me. Meeting me. The Washington game. They threw it up in the air and he caught it. And... That, I still, to this day, I'm still like, I can't believe that shot. For those, for those that don't know, the Washington had the lead. Washington. The Washington player threw the ball up in the air thinking the time was going to expire. It comes back down. Mo Pete catches it, hits a phenomenal shot, and the Raptors win. So it's be careful when you're throwing the ball up in the air to run up the clock. Three-pointer and Mo Pete, one of, uh, one of uh, Fired Up Network's friends. And yes, yeah, and great we're going to get Mo Pete. We're gonna, he told me he saw you. I just spoke to him uh, yesterday. Actually. Amazing. He told me. Drew Ebanks looks older than ever, man. Like that's what he said. So I, I was, I was laughing because you. that's what he mentioned you. I Speaking said you gotta meet Anthony K. He get you. We'll get you more sports fluid. Well, between sports fluid and on point basketball, what do you have? We're getting fired up here. All right, let's fired talk up, about the Raptors for a couple minutes here. Anthony, what do you expect this week? Back to back games against Washington. Critical time. Raptors sitting, I believe, ninth right now. Mm. If they could pull themselves into sixth or or they're not going to get five let's face it but in the sixth range there 
Uh, I know they probably play Philadelphia, but still, this is critical, critical time for the Raptors. Go ahead, Anthony. Two, you know, I thought I thought it was a home and home at first, but it's not. It's two road games in Washington, um, which they're going to split them. Like, let's be honest, they're going to split them. The Raptors are what four and six in the second half of back to backs this season, so they're not good in back to back games. They're inconsistent, right? I wrote an article for Fired Up. You can go check that out on FiredUp.ca, uh, Fired Up Network, excuse me, .ca, um, where they played well against Detroit and win. And then they come back against Cleveland the next night and look horrible, inconsistent. Then the last game, they come back and hey, they, they actually look pretty good again, shooting the ball well. play. So the thing with the Raptors all season has been inconsistency. So what do I expect this weekend? I expect them to be inconsistent. I expect them to play 500 basketball for the rest of the season. That's who they are. I do like I do like the signing um, uh, that they got from, I guess he was in Washington most recently, right? Um uh, why am I drawing a blank oh, on this that name? Was, uh, um, oh my God! Yeah, it was oh in Denver God. as well. It's Will Barton. Will Barton. Yeah. <laughs> oh my so I, I, I was very confused. I'm the youngest one on the panel here. I got a brain. Yeah, like, I got it. I got it. I got it. It was. Re- it was actually when when Denver traded Will Barton to Washington. That trade seemed like an yeah. odd trade, and then Washington releases him in the buyout market. Great. You know the Raptors get a get a guy who'd come in and score, so I I do like um, the pickup, but there's something about this team. It's just they're really really inconsistent. Um, that game that they did win a couple of nights ago, like or last night, Fred Van Vliet two nights ago, Van Vliet goes one of eleven, right? Like if they don't have a ridiculously good offensive rebounding game, I think twenty to six in offensive rebounds in favor of them, they lose that game. It's just. I don't know what's going on with this team. So I hate to say it. It doesn't matter where they finish. They're looking like a first round exit, which is really crazy for a team. Again, I've said this how many times this season. So talented. We loved Nick Nurse as a coach, but now maybe the players don't. So it's it's unfortunate. I think the Raptors have an opportunity. They have the talent. They, look, it's not too late. 20 games. They can get it together. And if they do, then they can make some noise. But the inconsistency is going to kill them. All right, go go ahead, Drew. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, obviously, inconsistency. Obviously, the defensive intensity but the, and the consistency on defense, which they've had that have led to successes before. They simply don't have a number one guy. They have a bunch of guys that can get it done on various nights. But what I liked about the other night was Scotty Barnes, the bounce. He looked like he had that mojo back. He was getting after it on defense. He was on the offensive glass with four offensive rebounds. So if there is a silver lining, it's definitely Scotty Barnes. But I think they need to continue to come together defensively. They need to figure out who is their go-to guy. And I think Freddie, again, needs to be more of an assisting player, more of a distributing point guard, a leader. Who is the leader? Who galvanizes this Raptors team? They need to find that. If they can find that, they can win some games and get in that sixth spot. I want, I want to throw in another thing because we talked about at the trade deadline where we'd heard rumors about OG wanting to have a bigger role and asking for a trade and whether that was true or not. Did you see the body language on OG a couple of times where late in the game, Siakam's doing what he does, that spin, move, float, or miss, right? That's what he does yeah. in the last two minutes yeah. of every game. Spin, move, float, or miss. And I just see OG sitting there in the corner open with like shoulders down, head down going, again? 
Like kick it out to me do or do something different. So there's clearly frustration there too. And that's obviously not a good sign heading, heading into, you know, if you're going to try to make a run here late in the season. Well, if you're noticing that they should notice that and they should switch it up. Why not give OG a chance to be that closer and, and let the other guys play off of him. They've got to notice the body language as well. I'm sure they, I'm sure they do. And you know, it's funny you mentioned study Barnes, but you know, what's the first three quarters, he, he can't find a bucket. And yeah. then, you know, he, again, he had a horrible shooting night too until the end. He had a couple of dunks and made it look better. But he's not, I don't, he, now good for him. Resiliency really does other things in those three quarters. Playmaking, defense, like you said, those offensive rebounds. Doesn't seem to be able to hit or make any shots until the fourth. I, I, is it just his second year? I get it. So maybe I'll just give it to the exuberance of youth. But I give him credit then as well for sticking to it. You know, when, when you're having a bad game, sometimes you put your head down. You're, you're wrong. He doesn't fourth do that. Quarter, he doesn't. Fourth quarter, Scotty, and and the fourth quarter, you know what he does? He gets refresh. And he gets ah refreshed. the big fresh, the big freshy. Refresh, Scotty. It's fourth quarter time, Scotty. Refresh. All right, Drew Ebanks, start us off. Anything going on for you and your your circuits and all that? And Anthony, put put their twenty four second shot clock because this guy ten, <laughs> not even tens, goes over. I guarantee you. Put the clock on right now, Drew. Thirty seconds. All right. This weekend, the OSBA Final Eight. That is the Ontario Prep League. Their uh, championships are this weekend. Boys and girls, if you can get out to the Toronto Pan Am Centre in Scarborough. Games are going on right now. Girls quarterfinals today. Boys quarterfinals tomorrow. Four games each day. Then you come Saturday, the semifinals for both girls semifinals, both boys. And then the championship is Sunday, 12 noon for the girls, 3 p.m. for the boys. And then next weekend, it's our three circuits, the National Junior Circuit, National Senior Circuit, Platinum Circuit, all three championships, March 9th to 11th and i just got off the phone with my guy michael meeks of canada basketball he's coming through on the 9th i believe or the 10th one of the days the night and checking out some of our young players so that's fantastic we have so much talent guys at the junior level right now grade nines and tens and even 11s oh and the bio steel game that's coming on april 1st and 2nd the selections were on TSN earlier. There's a lot of great players on there. Some snubs as well. I think what we can do maybe is next week, guys, get familiar with some of these names and maybe we can break down the the, the boys and girls rosters, uh, talk about some of the talent that's coming up. Unbelievable. Some of the players are also playing in the States. A guy like Jimma James, make sure you Google him and see the talent he has. So we're doing our thing. Onpointbasketball.com, onpointbasketball on Instagram. And Drew Banks. On. This was two, two minutes and four. No, no, no. Anthony. I heard the beep. I heard the beep before. This guy's calling Taco Bell. He's calling Taco Bell there. He had, four. Bing he had four offensive rebounds. There's nothing I can do about it. This is he had four offensive rebounds. All right, go ahead, Anthony. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it easy. It's easy and simple. One. Just go to sportsfluent.com. It has the links there to everything. So the links to uh, IG, Twitter, TikTok, which is sports underscore fluent, the links to Player's Choice, the links to the Fired Up Network. If you want to get your kid uh, the best basketball program, the GTA Mavericks, the link is there as well. So everything you want at sportsfluent.com. Champs, the Mavericks. We're going to see them soon. Tell the Mavericks we're coming through. All right. We're going to hang out. I'm going to call through some social media. We're going to have have fun with the kids. I have 10 seconds. We have a big show tonight. On Players Choice YouTube tonight at 9 p.m., we are going to either prove either true or false 
a bunch of NBA narratives. I don't want to call them false narratives because some of them are. So if you guys have any, I ask you right now. If not, you can send them to anthonyk at sportsfluent.com. What are the biggest NBA narratives that you want proven true or false? Do you want me to give you a couple of examples of what we're doing? One more thing before we go. Kobe McEwen, Toronto native. Kobe McEwen, my guy. Saw him a couple weeks ago. He is signed by the Raptors 905. I'll be there to check him out. He called you. First of all, all, I got to give a shout out to Anthony K here. Anthony K has not only check out Sports Fluent, and and I'm not going to say 9 o'clock he starts, but so, you know, everybody, uh, Drew arrives late, arrives late because we still have fired up going from 7 to 9.30, okay? So that, that's number one. Number two, check him out. He always writes great stuff. He does the game reports for the Fired Up Network, firedupnetwork.ca. Number three, before we go, Drew Banks in front of millions and millions of fans, all right? Drew Banks, when are you going out to see the GTA Mavericks? When I can't are you going put to a date on it, bro. I'm, so, so, no, no, no. You see what? what I've got in my schedule the next no, couple weeks. I don't weeks. care about your schedule. We're going to get there. are the most important game and teams in the GTA. We're going to go the see GTA the Mavericks, Mavericks and have some no. fun with the Mavs. Trust me. I'm going right. to go down there. There's, there's more breaking news. When are you going to give some of your shoes to the uh, GTA Mavericks. I will pull out the shoe there. Oh, there you go. Right. I'm more fluent. Nice. All right, now you're more fluent. Thanks Let's see what these ones are. Let me take a look. Check out Sports Fluent. Look at this. Check out Sports Fluent. Look at this. Look at this. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This guy gifted me those shoes last Ooh. year, and I still didn't receive them. These what have not been worn yet, my friend. Look at those beauties. KDs. I'm, I'm, uh, the producer's got to do a job. Hold Whoa. on, Anthony. I'm putting the patented. Ooh. All right, hold on. And Drew, show me your shoe. Ooh, show me your baby. shoe. Ooh, baby. I think I win. These are these are the uh, KD Seven Elites right here. The right, KD Seven Elites. Anthony, show your shoe. Those are the tuxedo Jordans. Right, so for people who 11s. don't know, this was 11s. the Fired Up Network shoe moment of the week. Come on, Nike, come through. We need some sponsors right here. Nike, get with it. We need some sponsors on the Fired Up Network. We got KDs. We got Jordans. Come on. Get on right. it. And get so on there, there it goes. Uh, these are Anthony K. He'll get you more sports fluid with Jordans. And uh, Drew Ebanks on point basketball, who has millions and millions of shoes, and he still didn't give one to me or Anthony. All right? that That's enough. All right, Drew? Enough. I made you famous. I put your name out there. Captain Canada, you're going to be deported to to wherever I'm deported. I'm bored here. I'm bored yeah. here. Please, man. And you're going to be deported. deported back to Canada. <laughs> and check out sportsfluent.com. Thanks, guys. Uh, a Sports Fluent TV show on YouTube tonight. Uh, a great show with Anthony. Thanks a lot, guys.